0: Illuminati. It's a, it's a, a new world order.
1: Excuse me. Has anybody seen a
0: uh, rabbit? That was a
2: joke about the world being flat, right?
0: Was it? When we are successful. We have a real chance at this new world order.
2: Welcome fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host Catalyst Jones and we're bringing in the new year freaking hot for you guys. I have the one and only Brandon Thomas from Expanding Reality. What's going on, brother?
0: <laughs> outstanding dude that was fantastic uh it's your birthday and you're giving me a gift i don't mean to date your release here but uh yeah thank you so much um that was awesome and i'm doing well to answer your question thank you brother how are you man happy birthday again so everybody out there live in the chat whatever it's his birthday so throw him some love man that's amazing i appreciate that
2: very much sir and this is not live this is pre-recorded i just okay. did my intro so that i don't have to go back and edit later I see. And yeah i like it so, yeah, dude, the birthday's been good. Um, deplorable Janet says hello, by the way. She oh, yeah. uh, she made my favorite for dinner. Um, and so I had tacos, which is my favorite. So, you know, been hanging out with her today, and that's
0: so cool. Yeah, give her a huge, like, a massive hug for me and tell her thank you.
2: Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so, um, man, you, your show. So ever since I had you on, I've been an avid listener of the show and I kind of was a little bit before that. But, you know, since I had the chance to get to know you, I'm like, I'm more intrigued with your show. And I've been wanting to tell you this because when you came on, you gave me a gift. And I don't know if you remember this, but you give a lot of people this same gift and he is freaking amazing. You gave me this little guy. Who is a thought ninja? And me and him didn't get along very well at first when he he first came into my life, you know? And uh, and he's really taken (laughs) taken part in my life. And I want to appreciate just take a moment and tell you how much I appreciate that. And thank Uh, you.
0: I I I love that. Thank you so much for for saying that. I've expanded that so far, and thank you so much for saying that. Like it's been overwhelming how many people have been like. Holy shit your thought engine um it's it's just it's been a game changer for me and if nothing else you know we can kind of just go hey you know we we all go down these like paths in a forest and you can kind of go okay maybe go down that one you know i went down that one and and it was awesome and so this is what Thought Ninja has been for me. And um, a lot of folks, man, have been receiving it the way that you have. And it just delights the shit out of me. And, you know, like anything, like any idea I have, like the show is way bigger than me. It's not I'm, I'm just the conduit for this. You know, it. The I'm grateful that the muse gives me things like that because the muse knows that I know what to do with it. And so they they allow me to do that. But I know it's a co-collective creative. So I never am like, oh, yeah, that's my idea. I don't feel like that. I've even got songs and I've been saying this since I was a musician. I've got music that I've written and I'm like, there's no fucking way I wrote that. Like I, I will, it, it showed up first in music and I was just like, there's no, like what, who wrote that song? And it's like my favorite song that I've ever air quotes written. But again, it's like I'm channeled. It's, it's like a channel dead, like genius, amazing people. And I'm just here for it. I'm open to it and it just keeps flowing, man. It's awesome. Yeah, and thought Ninja is one of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I, when I made music back in the day as well, like I've gone through and I've listened to songs and I'm like, man, I cannot believe that I wrote that. But I also know that there are songs where I was just in a complete trance and whatever came out of me is what came out of me.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's channeling if nothing else. I mean, songwriting is channeling. Like everybody thinks it's just Edgar Casey and um, Bashar, you know, uh, Daryl Anka and, and uh, Esther Hicks and all that, but it's music. It's every time you write a song, every time you put a lyric together you know um that that is that creation you know that's that speak of the divine you know that's the rhythms and there's so much into sound and vibration and frequency and i've been getting so far into frequency music lately uh i do this construction job three days a week and i have these headphones in and i just listen to frequency music all fucking day and i treat the thing like uh it's a construction job i just put a video out about it on tiktok and my instagram there about how I really treat it as like a deconstruction job. Like I'm deconstructing my subconscious as I go through and like pull this house apart for demo, for remodel, right. For like this job, but the whole fucking time I've got this frequency music in my head and it's like, it's, it's just changed everything. This is where the thought Ninja and I've been working together. And this is where not only am I deconstructing and physically getting out and working, you know, it's a physical exercise, you know, it's hard work. I get like scratches and cut up and shit all the time. It's dangerous as fuck. It's awesome. And, um, can I stop you for a second? Because yeah, we're yeah.
2: talking about the Thought Ninja, and you and I know exactly what we're talking about, but oh, I don't think yeah. the people watching this know what we're talking about.
0: Can you oh, explain yes.
2: what the Thought Ninja is and how you came up with him?
0: Can yeah, absolutely. Know? Apologies, man. Yeah, we just launched into that shit, huh? And I just got so excited about telling you the further developments on it. Um, absolutely. So i um, d- uh, so been down a, a long road of self-discovery. And whenever I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, it's with you, you know, all of the things were, you know, I'd read the books over the years and I'd heard all the speeches and I'd heard uh, Terrence McKenna and Ram Dass and everybody talk about it, Alan Watson shit. But recently I got it. And it's it's because I got to like the darkest fucking place I've ever been to in my life. And it was in July of 2022 this past year. And it was fucking horrible. It was just like the darkest place I've ever been. It was very psychologically uh, challenging. It was, you know, it feels like like I asked for all of it. I was like, okay, well, let's just level up. Like I'm ready to serve the next level of people that need me. And what that requires is, is that I go through a massive transformation to be the level that can be of service, right? So uh, that process just destroyed me. I mean, you talk about like a terror moment in, um, uh, a tower moment rather in tarot and like these collapsing, you know, law compensation where everything, you know, you have to give up something to give up to get something. And what I gave up was my entire identity, my whole self, complete full surrender. And it came at, uh, this really, really, really dark time, which was July of 2022. So after that, uh, I vowed because I got really close to us not having this conversation. It was, it was bad brother. Uh, and so we I, I got to a place with it where I was like, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, and so I was like, how do I avoid that? And so I went real deep with it. And had I not have gotten to that place where it was almost too fucking far, then I would not have been inspired to go as deep as I was and therefore utilize my creativity to create a tool that would facilitate what I was here to learn next. You know what I mean? So it's like I get to these points in these understandings in this crazy ride that we're doing in this like, you know, self-discovery and all that stuff. And I sit there and I go, OK, well, if this is the next thing, then I need to hack to get me to the next thing. And this is where like creativity comes in with the understandings to where you really work with yourself and what works with you really, really well. So to the Thought Ninja perspective, to give you a specific example of, of what sounds like very vague concepts that I'm describing right now is because I got to this dark place, what I realized about myself was, is that it was due to thought patterns that led to spirals that would then lead me into these really dark periods. And then that is just a perpetual motion machine of just fucking nonsense, man. And it sucks. So what I did was, is I was like, OK, well, all I have to do is back up and look at where the spiral start. And stop it there. And so I was like, well, how do I do that? What does it look like? Whatever. So I found that with one or two specific examples of uh, continuous intrusive thoughts. So I wouldn't even call them intrusive. I would call them like squatter thoughts. They like made their way in somehow. They dropped, you know, anchor and they have just been hanging out. Nobody's kicked them out yet because nobody said anything. They've just been up there affecting the fucking vibe of the place. And so. What what I did was, is I was like, okay, well, if it's a few thoughts that get me there, what I will do then is I would just find out what those thoughts are, I will calibrate something, some sort of mechanism in my mind, that is calibrated to the frequency of thoughts. So it's it's not like any intrusive thought, no, 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 it's a it's a vibrational threshold that I put on stuff. So it was like, okay, if you come at it with this energy, you can like, you know, intrusively remind me of like a super amazing time that I had, right? Or Remind me of an amazing song that I forgot to tell my wife about, you know, Um, or something like that, like those intrusive thoughts. Fuck yeah, bring it on. But it's the ones that are judgy and you, you know, because they come at an energy level. And so, again, with this understanding of like, okay, well, they come at this energy level. So what I need to do is identify that energy level and just put it in a bracket, like just wrangle it up and say, okay, anything within this threshold of energy that a thought comes in at, cut it off or at least bring it to my attention in a way that I can decide, number one, like how I feel about it, or whatever, where it comes from, why it's there, and just really kind of observer mode, sort of evaluate this thing. Now, the most important thing about this process, and I vowed to do this early on because it's like, if you're gonna do it, then do it, is no judgment. So whenever you get these thoughts or whenever you start to feel a certain way or whatever, and then you kinda, the, the way that the Thought Ninja works, and I'll get to that in a second, um, is, is that basically whenever that threshold is hit, an alarm bell, of sorts goes off in you it's basically just a ping and what it does is it it's a notification within you that goes off and gets your attention and all it does is get your attention and go hey one of those thoughts you were telling me about it's like a google alert for your thought it's like hey that thought threshold thing there's one of them knocking at the door now this is what it is you know um, here's your ring door camera of what it says it's still outside there's no danger but here it is and you can kind of look at that and go, okay, well, that is something I want to invite in. Or you're like, yeah, what's that all about? Why do I still think about that person in that way? Or why do I still uh, walk down that imaginary scenario that's never going to happen, that I constantly replay, that's never going to happen? You know, it's like those things. And you can just go, no, 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 no you know, turn them away. And so basically, I created a tulpa um, or an egregore, which is basically like a it's a folklore type of a thought form that has a real form, right? These The idea of this goes is that they really take shape. There's, they're real personalities. They really do affect things in this realm in a way that's that's uh, measurable. So what I did was I created a ninja. I thought it'd be dope. You know, I'm into fucking comics and shit. I, I think that that's awesome. And I thought that like the order of like a ninja and he's like a thought ninja. And he gets up there with the katana and he... You know, um, the way I visualize it, because that's how I am. Again, I'm, I'm, I am I want to, like, connect it to something. And so I connected it to this thing that, like, now I'm rooting for. He's like a hero, you know, he's a warrior, he's this, you know, lone assassin that all his only job is to make sure that him and I operate at the level where I can be of maximum service to be of the most help to the most people of whoever needs me next. And I know that that's a, it's a high level, man, and I already feel it which is wonderful. and I embrace it and I'm here for it. So, I've employed tools here. And this is again just something I'm, um it, it's really really been so effective and and again, this goes so fucking far. So, uh Jimmy to stop here or anything, do you have any questions or comments or clarifications?
2: No, no, you're doing great. Um I I'm curious like um if if you cuz you said it's very detailed and and my thought ninja it has colors like yeah. it's it looks very much so like um reptile from um mortal Kombat, and he's cool and he's got the black and green gi and he just chills up there and when bad thoughts come in and like me and him decide to take him out then i hear this (laughs) dude
0: i love this so fucking much this like lights i've got goosebumps like crazy this lights me up to no other how fucking cool is this and this is the thing right it like make it whatever you want. I know um, I was talking to Chris Matthew of Forbidden Knowledge News on his show about this, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago. And we were talking about the Thought Ninja thing because he brought it up as well. And there's like this, he also does this because uh, years ago, uh, he had like um, cysts or something like that or some sort of health issue. And what he imagined in his mind was a team of elves that would go in there and like clean out the cysts and like get it all clean and sparkling. And then they would like thank him and like run off and shit. And it was basically like this team that went in and, and, you know, reconstructed him on a real physical level. And I mean, you can just take a couple of you can read a couple of articles about the intention studies with Dr. Lynn McTaggart and the power of eight and how your your thoughts create things and your intention can actually heal people. And so if you can, you know, manage your thoughts instead of like the playing the what if game, you know, and this is all part of like the the fork in the road of the what if game so the what if game is oh what, what if like this happens and it's horrible or what's the worst that can happen the only goddamn way that i play that game is what's the best thing that can happen like show me what the most amazing scenario for my highest good is right now in this moment you know those are the only times that i ever entertain that and again even just speaking through this as a concept you can energetically you can feel that you can be like uh there there's again there's an energy to it which you know, kind of, I guess, brings me back to the, to the uh, thought ninja here. Um, and so his whole deal was, I said, look, you know, these vibrational patterns, I basically set up a bouncer. So I considered my mental temple, you know, my palace of thoughts, right? And this ninja is in the order of creation and he's up there in the mental temple, you know, and he's hanging out uh, studying. And his whole thing is, is that he wants peace and harmony and balance and just like me. But every now and then, And, you know, since I've been around before him, he's got, you know, it's like somebody, you know, um, got fired before you, but they left like a shit job, you know, and you've got a lot of cleanup to do, you know, before you can even really start the work or whatever, really get into your position.
2: Absolutely. That's a great analogy.
0: Yeah. So he had a lot of work to do, which is great um, because we've become very acquainted and I found out that he actually does a lot more things than just catch incoming thoughts, which I'll get into here in a second. So basically him and I became very, very familiar with this. And um, whenever a parasitic thought is how I visualize it, I was like, oh, that's a parasite. It's not real. It's not a thing. It's just like an intrusive parasitic thing that made its way here that offers me the opportunity to evaluate rather this is in my highest good or not. And what this whole exercise is, is an opportunity for you to get batted at things that you can softball out of the way just with this simple understanding of that it's not in your highest vibrational good. That's it. It's very, there's no hard feelings about it. And again, back to the no judgment thing. So the Thought Ninja, again, basically is like a bouncer for this awesome club that we've got. Um, Like if you picture like a, a roadhouse and like, you know, he goes in and he like cleans up the club, but he does it all badass, you know, right? And so, you know, Thought Ninja has this awesome club. He went in and cleaned it all out. Everything's looking good. And that even that process was very interesting of just cleaning out the mental temple, uh, which, again, it comes back to something I'll come back to. So as a bouncer of this club, whenever thoughts come in that aren't in vibrational alignment, which, again, there's no judgment. There's no like, what the fuck are you doing here and take him out? Um, It's it's always greeted with kindness, like, oh, okay hi, Uh, it's good to see you again. I know that you were welcome here quite often in the past, but we're under new management. You know, like things change. <laughs> Vibrationally, it. dude, no big deal, no hard feelings, but it's it's not the same anymore. Now, you're not welcome in the way that you're dressed. It's the equivalent of like, it's no hard feelings, just go change shoes and come back at dress code, right? Yeah. So there's basically like a vibrational dress code that's allowed in my mental temple and the Thought Ninja patrols all of that. Now, uh, one, of the, one of the coolest other side effects to this was It's like, as time goes on with this, and it had been weeks, it had been months since I've been working at this as a mental mindfulness practice. And again, I've got frequency music going on. We're doing physical things um, with my hands for the most part, at least three days a week. I really, really focused on this as a practice. And I said, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I spent a lot of time with my thought ninjas. So over that time, those thoughts that used to come in quite often that as I started measuring them, and if I'm going to, I'm going to side note this real quick if you decide to employ a thought ninja and i'm sure you can um empathize with this you're gonna get a fuckload of things that get popped up to you that you're like holy shit it's like a spam out of control spam folder that just starts popping up all these you know um pop-up ads where you're like why do i think that way like what the fuck and you're gonna you know perhaps i'm not um telling your experience or trying to you know give you a coloring book and color it in for you but i would i would again request that everybody do this without judgmenting yourself. Like it's gonna be a bunch of shit. It's gonna be a bunch of fucking shit. The good news is we all have that shit and it's okay. Like it's absolutely okay. But just because you're facing it, you know, um is what's awesome. And this is what's also so cool about Thought Ninja is that how because basically what you're doing here is um you're it's a mindfulness practice mixed with shadow work. So with the shadow work element of what this badass fucking ninja can do is is that you know the way that shadow work had been defined for me that worked really well for me as a as a concept was shadow work isn't um hating the darkest parts of yourself it's loving the scariest parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and that understanding right there was like why i could greet those thoughts at the door of the new mental temple under new management and say look no hard feelings but you're just not you know just not in vibrational alignment but what i did find was I was able to reinterpret those things and go, you know what? Yeah, you were not in vibrational alignment, but actually if I look at it this way and I've actually healed from all that, the dude, get your ass in here. Let me buy you a drink or whatever. You know what (laughs) I mean? That equivalent.
2: So in the beginning did you have a hard time because I found myself like my my thought ninja is like a trained assassin but he won't go in until I give the order right yes, so you have to command it so I'm having thoughts bombard me and he's looking at me like yo these aren't supposed to be here like say go say go just tell me when and I'm like fuck dude I'm letting these thoughts get to me and I and but the thought ninja makes me aware that they're there whether or not I was able to get rid of them at that moment i was aware of the fact that they were there and i had the control to get rid of them if i wanted to or not
0: i'm tickled is what my grandmother would say as how excited i am with this uh you you've nailed it with this because uh that's it it's sovereignty he is still your yes it's a piece of you so your happiness and your what you want and is good for you is good for him too because y'all are you've now created this thing that's dependent on Its job and what its life force force depends on is it carrying out the fact of monitoring your thoughts, helping you with shadow work, reintegrating old memories and healing ancestor trauma. Like again, his job description is very lengthy, but that's his job and he's the fucking best at it. So don't, I would also encourage, uh, because this is a tendency of people anyway, to anthropomorphize like our personality traits onto our tulpa. So what I mean by this is, is like your tulpa transcends time he doesn't need to eat. He doesn't need to sleep. Uh, he doesn't feel the same way about his job as you do. He, like, if you sit there and go, Oh, I bet my thought ninja gets so pissed off that I have so many thoughts and nobody's tired. <laughs> Nobody'd like to sleep. It's nothing like that. And so, if you create a Tulpa like that, then yes, you're going to get that Tulpa. I, I would like for everybody to take this as an opportunity again, if you decide to take this on as an exercise to really empower this being. You never have to tell another soul about it. I'm grateful that you did because a lot of people that have told me about this have just, it, it again, it, it lights me up. I've, I've just gotten, I'm just so overjoyed by this. And so if you want to tell anyone about it out there, write me in, I would love to hear about it. Uh, but you, you really want to empower this thing because this is like your weapon, this is your tool. And again, you can be as ridiculous and silly and, uh, you know, it could use flowers to, I don't know, fart out its butt. And that's the way that it, you know, snuffs out the bad shit or the things that you don't want. Right. <laughs> and I would again kind of reframe bad. You know, um, I would, the way that I again greet these things is with love, care, um, compassion, and grace because they are part of you. They're for some reason there to teach you something and therefore they're valuable and therefore you're grateful for the lesson. Right. Even though it comes in sometimes a shit form. Right. Um, but with that, coming in like that then it's an opportunity for you to reframe those energies to alchemize this and this is where you the alchemist on this quest of life uh, because that's your role as a magician a magician and alchemist here in your thought ninja now this super dope fucking ally that you've got and you've got basically your mental temple under control now you know i mean this goes so deep like whenever you really just sit here and think about it you know some people might go oh that's cute and it is but man like you get control of this that, that's it. That's where the matrix crumbles. This is where your life, uh, completely fucking changes. And so this, so
2: it, it is, it is cute. Yeah, I, I get that.
0: <clears throat> um, it's extremely
2: important to me. And I tell people about your thought Ninja and where it came from And when I'm on other people's shows and stuff, I will bring this up because it literally has helped me yeah. and I, I'm a Capricorn, right? It's my birthday today. So part of one of the worst, um, traits of a Capricorn is thinking of the worst possible scenario in any mm. situation before it even happens. And when you do that, you will, you will actually materialize things that you don't want because you will dwell on it so much that it ends up becoming your reality it, because you're fixated on it so much. And what this thought ninja has been able to do is come in and be like, yo, that, you know, where this is going to go, right? You want me to go ahead and handle this for you,
0: dude? I, I can't, Like you, like being this actionable about your life, and then you know what this has done for you is so incredible. Like, what an incredible, incredible thing! And I mean, I again thank you for saying that it's my thought, Ninja, but really, I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm just the mouth it came out of, and we're all the same damn thing. But they just gave it to me because I knew how to do Canva and I made a really cool shirt. And it knew that I would find the right graphics to do so. And so it gave it to me. And that's it. You know, um, And there's many more things with the Thought Ninja coming along um, that are really, really fucking cool that will roll out this year uh, with a bunch of big announcements that are happening at the end of January. Uh, I don't mean to blue ball anybody or be a tease here, but that's all I'm going to say on it for now. But um, yeah, it's changed my life as well. And I'm so grateful for you sharing that uh, and saying that it's changers as well. And yeah, that's the thing. If if we've got parasites running around out there, I think that Thought Ninja and that whole concept of empowerment is a parasite that I would happily, you know, I'd take that on. No problem. You know, how does yours? So I like the description you have because you painted a really cool image. Uh, and it's almost like, you know, our Thought Ninjas have social media together now. And now they're friends. And I see yours, this little profile picture in his. And, <laughs> and it's badass. And they're like uh, sending each other like funny, I don't know, pachyderm penises and shit just to be funny. <laughs> but it's um it's a really cool imagery so how do the thoughts appear to you when they come in i'm just curious
2: well um so i mean that would be like how the thoughts come in my entire life is i guess it's just a trigger thing so um everything is every thought that i've ever had in my entire life is a trigger from something in an experience that i've had in and, and so
0: oh wow did you hear that on your end that's yeah fine. that's okay no, it was like a. Uh, it was uh, sealing the deal on the point that you're making. It's like the universe yes. going, "Bing, pay attention. He's making something awesome happen."
2: So, I mean, I guess uh, it's just made me aware, not necessarily how my thoughts come in any differently, because thoughts will always creep in one way or another. You know, just depending on how your day is going and the things that you're surrounding yourself with, in my opinion. And so, uh, thoughts come in in many different shapes, forms, and patterns in my life. But uh, what I wasn't able to do was be able to tell myself that this isn't reality and until I make it reality. So these bad thoughts that I would fixate on would, like I said before, would ultimately end up becoming my reality. So now when I find myself, I mean, even for seconds, like fixated on something and it allows, like, I do see him, like he'll pop up in my visual you know, and, but then it's like I, I go back to the thoughts and, and and then I try to work through these thoughts Um, and, and not all the time. Sometimes I'll be like, now's not the time or place. And, and sometimes I'll be like, why am I having these thoughts right now? What what yeah. is why is this coming to me right now? But uh, for the most part, man, he's u- most useful when I think about what ifs that have not even happened yet. Those are the best times when he's around because it's like, yo, that's not even something we need to think about. If you think about those what ifs, then you're going to be missing out on the what ifs that could be.
0: You know, I'm going to give you a great Texas saying for this. Actually, two of them. Uh, one of them is "Don't go borrowing trouble." You get these old ladies, you know, in line or in the grocery store, or whatever. Now, oh, don't go borrowing trouble, honey. You ain't never going to find it. Uh, and then you've got uh, "Don't go building bridges you're never going to cross." And that's a really good one because you waste a lot of – you think of the construction of a bridge, right? The engineering feat that it, it takes even, you know, to think about this, right, conceptually. And so to build this thing, to get the materials, to get the crew out, you know, oh, now they're on strike. You know, you get a whole – oh, it rain. They can't build that day. Like all this shit to build a bridge that you're going to go, you know what? That's never going to happen. And that's mentally what you do. You waste this time and energy, and it's that equivalent. Like if you think that that walk down of uh, – the ridiculousness of walking that far down the analogy, well, that's the uh, – mental equivalent of the time that you'll take thinking about that thing that will never fucking happen. You could have built an actual fucking bridge engineered <laughs> it and built the thing in the amount of time. If you calculated it and squashed it all together to think about this thing, that'll never fucking happen. And then what will really, bake your noodle as the Oracle from the matrix would say is the time that you could have been like writing a book or taking your kid fishing or enjoying a waterfall or any literally any fucking thing else like experiencing life here like we were meant to rather than being in fear like the system wants you to be which is why we weren't meant to be that way which is why it's such a turnoff for me like that's the thing it's basically it's just not sexy and that's it it's I'm not attracted to it. I am attracted to the authenticity, to realism, uh, to the self-expression, to real people being themselves and putting their ideas out there and coming together as a community. Not this technocracy, not this division, not you know the nonsense that other folks uh, have rightfully pointed out is here. Uh, and I uh, just feel that it, you know, with again this kind of thought ninja concept and at least getting tending your garden in that way, it all kind of comes back to that. What you will find also on this process is. You do go in and you spend time with you. And this is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is figuring out your relationship with you. Like, don't there are going to be and I'm also going to give people I'm going to hand out some permission slips here. So, again, (laughs) no fucking judgment on this thing. There are also going to be like some taboos or some things that maybe some kinks or maybe like some things that you find perhaps Someone else's thought ninja would think they need to get rid of, but I will. I will encourage you on this. Be fucking free. It's you. It's your life. If you have got some weird shit, if you want to lick peanut butter off of someone's butthole, dude, I like don't <laughs> like put thought ninja on a task just because you think other people will find a part of you that you find valuable. It's not fucking hurting anybody else. It's something you enjoy. Who can, they're gonna like it too. It, it's if you want to tongue punch someone's fart box with fucking jiff on it. Then and it was Jiffy in the old dimension, then go for it. You know what I mean? But what what I'm saying here is, is that like if you feel guilt or shame around an idea that you have when evaluating this throughout this process, really dig into the why do you feel shame about this idea? Like really like niche down, you know, really swim around in the concept. Don't, you know, hack shit out. And, you know, I mean, do whatever the fuck you want, because if you hack shit out and you haven't dealt with it in a proper way, it's just going to come back anyway. And you'll figure that out anyhow. What I mean to circumvent some time in this process, though, the thought ninja is a lot of fucking fun. And I, I do recommend you fucking turn him loose, man. When you first get this thing and you start playing with the concept, be empowered with this thing. So let him fucking run amok. Let him cut up a bunch of shit. Because again, like you don't have to worry about um, emptying your trash on your computer and then being like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. There, ha- there was this document in there I actually fucking needed and it's gone forever now. That's not the way that your mind works. It's not the way the universe works. And that's not the way thought ninja works. If he cuts something out just because he's on a fucking rampage and you're just you need to see that in your mind to get through something in the moment and to feel empowered and to be more confident then fucking do it. And again, whatever really needs to be taken care of, it'll it'll come back. Don't worry about it. What I mean by this, although, is to say that by spending time with yourself like this, you will find that you shut out the world automatically because your attention can only take so much. And so by stepping inside and you don't have to sit and meditate, do this, you do like I do it during my construction job, you can do whatever you want. But by doing this, what you are not doing is feeding your energy into the system that just wants your energy. It's the Borg, you know, that just the matrix, whatever you the lizard turds, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And that is um, something that's addicting is not feeling like you're not being sucked on by this, you know, succubus, like horrible entity all the time, like willingly, by the way, because when you realize that you're like, oh, I'm giving this away. Oh, what do you do? Give, Give it back. You know, instantly it's like this. Give it back. And then you get these little empowerment tools like Thought Ninja. Like I mean, there's dozens of these out here. But this is one, like you said, uh, that um, it was gifted to me and that I'm grateful for, man. I mean, because he's changed my life, really. And it was in my darkest time that it it came through for me. And so it, I'm grateful, so grateful that it's been so valuable.
2: Yeah, and I appreciate it, man, because honestly, it couldn't have come at a better time. I know the first time I had you on, I was dealing with, um, I forget how many days that I had had uh, from honestly, not drinking, six. right?
0: Yeah. It was six or 16. I honestly can't remember. I wish I could because I was so fucking proud and still am by the way, proud of you. What's that number today? Oh man. I I had a
2: a complete relapse and I went and did a live, like completely hammered and made an ass out of myself. So I started over and um, I'm on day. I am not counting anymore because I'm just, yeah. So I know it's been a while, but I'm not counting. It's not good for you. You know, that's if you count, and then you're fixated on it, and then you're giving your energy into it, and alcohol is still running your life. And yeah. I don't want that. So I'm, I focus on what I'm. You know, if I'm making art, I'm focusing on my art. I'm not thinking, oh shit, it, it's been how many days since I've had a drink? Because I found that when you do that, then you start thinking about drinking. You're like, drinking. oh shit, it's been, I, I'm almost at a hundred days. I wonder if I can make it a hundred days. Damn, I really want to drink.
0: You know, and then you go, oh, it's been 100 days. I can just, you know, take a sip and then I can get to 101 next time, you know? Yeah. And and so but that little understanding, and, you know, you, you breezed over it very quickly in your sentence, but that there's something in, in there that it's such a massive understanding that such it requires so much emotional maturity that that you've really, really locked in on this, which is that even by thinking about it, therefore giving it power. It's kind of like what people talk about with like remembering 9-11 every year. It's like you just give power back to that bitch. And it's just a huge loose suck on a bunch of people. Right. And so uh, sort of, I mean, no, exactly like what you were saying. man. I mean, you're bang on with this. I'm so fucking proud of your perspective. I'm uh, just I'm very, very impressed uh, because it's a high class understanding. And, and to get to that point is very challenging. And you it sounds like, you know, I mean, you've paid your dues with what you've experienced. And so it's and it's never about that. But what you have experienced is something that's way more valuable than making an ass out of yourself, like you said. So honestly, it's good that you relapsed. You needed to do that. You know, it was inevitable anyway, and it happened, which it was always going to, which is great. So <laughs> it, you didn't hurt anybody. You know, you're fine. And um, you have a new perspective on it. So w- then let me ask you this. What having relapsed and then where you are now, do you feel differently about it besides not counting it? Uh,
2: Do I feel differently about the relapse? Like, am I hung up on it? Yeah. Um, No, not really. A a lot of things transpired out of it. And in the moment, I thought that they were really bad things. And now that uh, time has passed and everything is spanned out, it's made me so much stronger. It's made my show stronger. And I'm not in fucking California anymore. So.
0: Well, you are your show. So it makes sense that the show got stronger because you got stronger. You, your show is a direct reflection of you. And so, um, yeah, it makes sense, man. And uh, I love this. And yeah, it's hindsight and it's beautiful. And man, those uncomfortable times are just like, fuck. And so uh, what I like about the perspective, and perhaps just even for people listening now, you know, it's uh, whenever you feel those times, just know that man, level up's coming. Like, I look forward to them. Like, if things are too great for too long, I kind of look, for, I'm like, all right, well, yeah. Um, kind of ready for some shit to hit the friend so that I can get to my next level up because I know that that's what it takes to get to the next level up. Right. Or that's what my previous understanding has been right now. I pass through a threshold, man. Things are different. Um, I feel it. I really, really feel it. So I don't, I don't need to learn lessons in the new way. The thought ninja has been bringing me a lot less shit. I have been very mindful of the days and it's days plural that all go in a row without any thoughts that are unmanageable that, aren't what I want that don't serve my highest good and that aren't wearing the right shoes to stick with the metaphor to get into the club. uh, It's been a game changer. And it was just simply because I shined a light in there. All you've got to do with this is just look at it and you go, Hey, you're not welcome here. It's a squatter. Like think of it literally like a squatter. And all you've been doing is you haven't been paying attention to the top 12 floors of your house. Okay. You've been living on the first floor. You haven't been paying attention to the top 12. People have snuck in in the night with ladders. There's a whole community of things going on up there that you have no idea what's going on. All you have to do is go floor by floor, shine a light and go, hey, get the fuck out. And they're like, ah, you got me. All right, cool, I'm out. It's that easy. There's no confrontation. There's no nonsense. You just need to evaluate and it, like put intent towards it that's all you have to do you have to say hey here's what i want i'm ready for this vibrational thing and yeah you're gonna get you know like that meme <laughs> that meme of uh that girls always say when girls open their dms and it's that chick that's standing there and it's the funniest fucking meme because it's a bunch of hot dogs hitting her in the face you know what i mean oh, and right. it's like when girls open their dms and it's like there's a <laughs> shitload of you know hot dogs hitting her in the face um it's like that with the things that you are ready to fix because you're like all of those things have been running amok anyway. And Thought Ninja has been there the whole time. He's just been hanging out. And now you just basically, as you're walking around, you found the motherfucker. And you're like, hey, do you mind helping me get these things out of here? And he's like, I would love nothing more. That is exactly why I'm here. Let's do this.
1: Hello, and... motherfucker. <laughs> gotcha, <you>, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, <you>,
0: bitch. <laughs> I love Chappelle. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, um, that's how uh, it works. And it's been, like I said, a game changer. And I'm so, uh, like I said again, grateful that it's been so badass for you.
2: It's been awesome, man. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, thanks again. So expanding reality, and I will be damned if every episode you're not expanding even more and more. So Ooh. how's the journey been with expanding reality? And what kind of things are you diving into these days?
0: Oh, it's been awesome. Thank you for asking. And uh, it's it's been incredible. And yes, that is, that is why I named it expanding. It needed to be a verb. I knew that early on. And I knew that it was just going to grow, but I didn't know what it would look like. And I'm uh, blown away. I'm grateful. I wouldn't uh, shake in the presence on the universe because it hates when you do that. Because you figure it out. You're like, oh, this is what it's going to be? And like, no, motherfucker. Hello, motherfucker. It's even better. And so uh, the process has been insanely incredible. Uh, I follow this amazing, I guess, force or this flow or this magnetic attraction. It's like as we flow through life, there's kind of a bunch of things you know that we're aware of that we have options to entertain as far as our attention goes like oh okay I'll, I'll hang out with you for a little bit with the moments that i get here which is your true currency in my mind that's the way i feel about it when i looked at it like this uh, started looking at it like this rather game changer because then you just go oh anything i'm investing my energy in or looking at literally and paying attention to is what i'm giving my moments to it's like that shitty movie with justin timberlake with their the time on their arms you know what i mean yes i like okay yeah it's uh I, I say shitty. I, I didn't care for it, I guess. Um, but basically, the you know the concept goes that um, you have time on your arm and you can switch it and trade it. So this is what you're doing. You're trading time with people. But the opposite is not true. You can't get it back. Well, what you can do is recalibrate how you distribute that time. And but by being mindful about it again, just by like stepping back and just going, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like that's all you have to do. And then you re you you take back your power by knowing that your attention is your most valuable commodity here and that everything here is trying to snatch it. And that's what Lucia is all about, or the idea of energy harvesting and all this shit or whatever. So this thing, whenever you go and dive into the idea of like energetic systems and how crazy this place is, then you look at like and apply it to like the show And it's been one of the craziest rides because there's this like glow that occurs along the way. And it's things that pop up as I'm like navigating, you know, and I get emails and I'm grateful for like publicists that reach out and podcast collectives and all kinds of shit. But there are some that like out of the list would just glow or like something will happen or a video will pop up and I'll be like, hang on. And it'll really ping for me. It's because I've calibrated my attention, like my um, cool dar to like things that are in my highest good that need you know, that we need, we're going to serve each other, right, in some capacity to then serve at a greater capacity. And this just happens to be with the show most of the time. So as this occurs, you know, folks like, you know, just these amazing, I mean, I I'd, I'd have long since not called them coincidences, these incredible synchronicities, which even still sounds a little hokey to me, like it sounds a little uh, reductive, like it's just like this flow, that it's amazing thing after amazing thing after amazing thing. So I mean, there's a lot of uh, folks I'm working with uh, next year, next year's, or this year, rather the one that we're in now. A lot of things change for the show, again, not ready to reveal. But um, the process has just changed me so fucking much. I mean, you can just go back to the first episode and then listen to, you know, us, this conversation now, and it's just two years, man. It's insane. It's like I've grown like like 20 years mentally and spiritually in two years. It's, But again, I, I kind of like requested this fast track, this course, I guess. Um and and it I got it, man, but it's it's been amazing and, and has it been it, overwhelming at times, like oh God, yeah. 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 And you never, you know, it's like you never um I get that you're never presented with more than you can handle. And I guess what what you do is it's like a muscle, right? What you're able to air quote handle. And what we mean by this, like energetically handle, right? Um, the weight of things and your decisions and your, you know, because it comes from every goddamn direction man the the weight of resistance that i got uh in the past two years has been so over it was overwhelming constantly it was constantly overwhelming it it felt like this uh crushing weight that was that i was constantly at the same time being overwhelmed by and strengthened to be able to resist more at the same time so it's like as you're tearing down just like in a gym or something you get to that last rep and if you've got somebody there with you that can spot you that's really good and they know you they can be like dude one more one fucking more and you can give them one more they'll be like dude one fucking more you can give them five more where you would have stopped you know uh five before then because that's where your mental willingness would allow you to go but with this encouragement with this backing and so this is where you get with yourself and you say dude One more, you know, put one more episode, like stay up one more hour, like get this thing out tonight, like don't do it tomorrow because you're breaking the promise to yourself. If you do fuck it, you can get two hours of sleep. You've been doing it for a year and a half. Who gives a shit? So it's these things to where that mental fortitude and the willingness you have to commit to yourself and to commit to the promises you keep to yourself, which we hold ourselves to very high standards then uh, that ability alone is the lesson. That is the growth tool. It's not the thing that you're doing. It's never the thing you're doing. It's it's always way bigger than that. And it's always about your willingness to do the thing that you're doing, even though you're fucking tired, even though people tell you it's stupid, even though your friends and family don't talk to you anymore, even though you know your <laughs> wife looks at you sometimes like you're a little bit crazy, but still loves you and believes in you. Um, you know, all of these things, uh, you're watching your bank account drop, you're watching, I mean, all of these things, right? And so- it's really this trial by fire, I say. But what the fire does is that it burns off this exoskeleton of fucking nonsense you had built up over you for the past however long you've been alive and been programmed. And so it's almost like this suit that you wore the entire time that wasn't you that was heavy as shit. It's this, you know, it's your ancestor trauma. It's the drinking now, which is now in your backpack of trauma, which is adding to the weight from because your family did it and from other things that your family did. So you drink to cope. And then also this crushing life and, you know, your spirit and all of that. And so there, there's all of these things that build up this like layer, like uh, the thing in Fantastic Four. Right. And so this trial by fire of you committing to yourself and really committing to growth and change, it's going to fucking challenge you. But it's almost like a like a spiritual ayahuasca session in itself, because it really does cleanse you and it rips that, That exoskeleton off to where, dude, I've never felt lighter. I've never felt like healthier. I'm pretty sure my dick got thicker. I don't know what that (laughs) means. Um, You know, my diameter, my girth, right? Um, I I think, um, you know, all kinds of shit, dude. Like I said, um, stronger, uh, more mentally acute. I have ideas just pumping constantly. It's just this vortex. I have no more intrusive thoughts. And that's the thing. It's like you're getting inspiration and downloads and shit constantly. But It's like you view it like a cup or something like a like a cup. Okay, you only have so much volume that that cup can hold. And if you're filling it up constantly with amazing, like amazing ideas from source and it's overflowing constantly and so it's not catching any of the new ideas and none of them are allowing to sit and fill your cup because you've got a a block of sediment at the bottom of it. That's all your shit. It's all your baggage. It's all the stuff that thought ninja helps you with and that's the cleanup and you get that thing fucking crystal clear dude and that's when that flow happens and now it's all crystal clear beautiful water that you speak your affirmations into every goddamn time you drink it and it's an amazing life and it, it that's what it feels like it really does and so goddamn it man speaking you of living fucking clear. lives
2: man speaking of crystal clear it reminded me of something that I heard on legit bat uh, shout out to those guys mm-hmm. but um and I'll get to that in a second but I first want to go back and say because uh, listening to your show, man, it's like going to a spiritual jujitsu class. I know <laughs> that I'm going to get my ass kicked, but then, but then when all is said and done, I feel fucking great, right?
0: <laughs> Dude, write that on a review. Like I don't even care if you do one star. Just write it out as a review, so that can be part of the show forever. Thank you. I love that. That's fucking brilliant, man.
2: Definitely. Oh, and so you, you were just saying, you know, uh, to let go of some of your ideas, embrace embrace other things. But it's seriously, like, so opening myself up to spiritual things. And um, a few months back, I'm out in the driveway and I'm holding crystals in my hand and I'm just holding them out there. And I'm like standing in the brightest part, uh, just letting the sun rays um, heat or energize the crystals. Yeah. And uh, my roommate and her boyfriend pulled up into the driveway, and she looks at me and she was like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I just bought a scratch off, and I'm energizing these crystals so that I can get the best out of the scratch off." I when I, and she was like, "How fucking high are you right now, Brad?" <laughs> like, you
0: worry about you.
2: I was like, "Actually, I'm not even high at all," and and I totally was feeling this until you guys pulled up and totally ruined the energy that I was. Taking
0: Interesting. By. So, did it ruin the energy? Oh, please go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Oh, I decided not to scratch it because I I felt like it did ruin the energy. So I waited for them to leave and then I went back out there and um, I got a ticket so that it wasn't a full wash. Okay. But to go back to legit bat it was funny because it was very soon after that and i was like damn brandon dude i was like it's probably from listening to his show that i'm out here trying these weird things but uh, and bro. it reminded me i forget who it was it said on there but he was like and i'm fucking wearing crystals around my damn yeah. neck <laughs> And I'm like, I find myself. So in your, in the beginning of yours, man, did you go back and forth with yourself sometimes like that? Like, I can't believe I'm dude, like the four year, the me four years ago would have been like, who is that weirdo?
0: Oh, I wouldn't have hung out with me probably at any point within the past, like t- from two years ago. And then five years each year before that, like I've changed so much and I changed so much, you know what I mean? Like uh, me now wouldn't tolerate the me six months ago. Like I was I was just not uh, I'm just not at that level. Right. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's really interesting what you say, though, uh, because it does feel like you get you can absolutely get caught up in this shit. And I've talked to so many people, you know, a great guy to have on is Ben Rosenberg. Have you had him on yet?
2: No, you have. Uh, I've heard you talk about, I think, on my show last was, time. you would, uh,
0: Oh, you and Ben would fucking crush, dude. I'll, I'll send you his shit. Um, God, that'd be a cool conversation because he calls bullshit on, like, everything. Like, every, every, everything. He's like the Michael Sherman equivalent to conspiracy and spiritualism, mostly spiritualism bullshit. He's like, this is dumb. Like, people are just taking your money. And I don't disagree with his point of view. And him and I have gotten in some really great discussions about about what's going on and he's not wrong the point of view that I have on it is about value and that's what it's all about it's about value uh, if you look up again you know two a, articles course. on something uh, about um, the placebo effect and you can say, okay well our minds can be told something we put something in our body and we can completely heal ourselves of cancer being having having been told that that's a pill that cures, cures cancer like this and you just got it because you're special and you won a lottery and you believed it, but it was a goddamn sugar pill. So if you can look at things like that, then whenever you go into energetic ideas, such as getting a scratch off or something like that, it's about your energy. It's about your vibe. But whenever you go into it with this intent and focus, now you're, now you're literally changing things and you could change those numbers like underneath that thing. Right. And so if crystals facilitate that for you, awesome. It's about value. You know, there's, Little tricks and tools along the way, like the thought ninja thing. You know, some people are going to think that's fucking dumb, and that's fine. Like, abs, like, don't worry about it. You know, you're not allowed into the mental temple club anyway. You're wearing the wrong shoes. But <laughs> the the point of all of this stuff. Uh, a couple other examples. Uh, gratitude rock. So you can get. My wife gave me this piece of amethyst that I keep in the studio all the time. Usually, I'm holding it uh, every show. Actually, it's been with me. And it's just a little piece of amethyst. It's. I don't believe that it has magical powers, but what I do think is that it finds me comfort to like kind of have it, you know, on like scarier interviews or ones that I'm really nervous for. I will say ones I'm very excited for and it manifests as anxiety. I will kind of hold this thing and it just calms me down. You know, I don't attribute it to like Archangel Michael hanging out in this thing. And this is what right. brings up um, uh, Ben uh, Rosenberg for me. So his whole thing is that basically it's all bullshit, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but the way that i usually phrase it is is like it all kind of depends on like your version of reality right if you feel that people are out there getting hoodwinked by someone that's hoodwinking people then yeah you're absolutely right and if some people are getting hoodwinked or trying to hoodwink people but people are getting actual value out of it like on the sly unintentionally by the by the receiver then even cooler right but the the deal that he was talking about was malintent and i completely agree like i it blows but it Where I'm at with it and the perspective I have on this, having scaled up just another couple of levels, I can see it as facilitating the expansion of consciousness. Everything here facilitates the expansion of consciousness. Fucking everything. The best thing that happens for you and the worst thing that happens for you. All of it is for your greater good. And all of us learn in a myriad of different fucking ways. Some really fucked up and we have to get our asses kicked until we figure it out. And that's okay because it's all here. It's all available here. This is what they talk about, about heaven and hell. They're all right here. There's no like after place that you're gonna go, where you are gonna burn forever because you use free will because God gave it to you and you decided to take him up on it. Like I don't, that in my mind doesn't exist. It can exist right here. And I can tell you this with certain fact. at least from my perspective, I've experienced both. And you can experience both in a moment. You know, you could experience both within a five minute period. And everybody knows that this just has to do with your state. Most people will say it's circumstance, But when you really start to take control of your life, then you view it as, whether it's true or not, you view it as something for your greatest good that you chose to experience on some level. Now, let's say that somebody wants to look at this as a black and white thing. Does the way that I perceive and just articulated it really exist in real reality? Again, from a surface level, perhaps um, it's not quantifiable or repeatable in the scientific method so therefore science says that it's not real and therefore those people need that as validation even though things that are verified in science as far as like prescription drugs or something like that versus a medical like healing ceremony in the jungle or something like that has actual medical like measurable effects you can see someone that goes down the pharmaceutical route still unhappy no changes they're treating symptoms end up either committing suicide or getting further into alcoholism and further onto drugs and par- prescriptions, and that's that path, right? And that's an option that people can choose here. Or you entertain the other. It's not yet, but is starting to become recognized by the medical community as something truly magical and beneficial for people and truly those in the medical community that want to help and are not just sucking from the teat of daddy government and scientism. Then those people understand that there's real merit to this. And so therefore, there's value in it. Even though there's been measurable value for the people that experience it, you can point to this in so many fucking things. The near-death phenomena can't be proven scientifically, changes the shit out of people that experience it. The UFO phenomena can't be experienced scientifically that we know of, released to the public, uh, changes the shit out of people that experience it. It's all incredibly subjective. It's all just for you. And it's all in the way that you need to learn things. So where I'm at now is I've found that I've taken a break from manifesting lessons thank god. I've I've gotten over this hump of like this really interesting period of just like I said this weight that the entire time was not only weighing me down to a stressful level uh most of the time if I'm honest uh but also building me up and now that weight is lifted or I've at least become strong enough to where it feels that I've nullified the weight I've, I've uh nullified its effects. Uh, and so it's it's at this time that you can kind of sit there and go okay wow that was uh wow energetically i'm fucking beat that was insane thank you so much for the lessons i'm kind of going to chill now and just enjoy this and just really you know go hang out with catalyst for a bit and and talk some shit and it's going to be awesome and so the energetic match that i'm at now i'm not attracting like nonsense like a bunch of shit because i've already crossed that off the list like you don't need to and this is another thing that you all listening out here can look forward to is once you kind of once you absolutely manage this and you figure out your relationship with yourself like shit just stops like fucking up in your life like it's not that you were the fuck up and everything around you and you had bad luck or whatever in fact i'm going to give you a new mantra everybody listening to this and yourself included tell me how this changes your life i heard this the other day it's a tiktok video uh, some chicks were sitting there eating noodles. Some other people stitched it. and It's gone around a couple of times. My wife and I have started doing it. It's amazing. So all you have to do is say, I'm the luckiest person in the world. Everything is always working out in my favor. That's it. Say that as many goddamn times as you can. I'm the luckiest person in the world and everything is always working out in my favor.
2: All right. I'm going to give that a go and I'll tell you how it works out for me. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned, uh, that it was Jiffy from your reality, from your timeline. And, uh, I'm curious because the whole Bernstein Bears thing, man, I totally dove into that one. I I believe I had a show on the whole Mandela effect. If I didn't, then I'm sorry. And I will, but
0: I I can't me back on for that. Whenever you do the Mandela one, I want to do that one with you. Oh that's I'm inviting awesome. me onto that episode with you. Okay. Well we might
2: ahead. jump into it a little bit right now because because I uh I found out that the Bernstein Bears thing was actually um it was a law thing where they had some issues with uh with uh rights and money. And so it was both. It was actually uh Bernstein and it was Bernstein. So I'm like both are true. Okay, on to the next. And and Obviously, there's hundreds of Mandela effects. That's just one that a lot of people like to bring up. Now, the other day, Sam uh, Sam tripley has been on this gig. And Sam, I don't know what you're doing with these freaking reaction videos, but I'm not enjoying them. Stop it. Um, <laughs> that's just, but he does this reaction video and it was this guy holding the Bernstein Bears book. And when he walked into his bedroom, it would change to Bernstein. And when he would back up, it would change to Bernstein. And I am a graphic designer, a video editor, blah, blah, blah. So I know that that shit is very possible. But it was, it looked like legit just
0: phone freaking footage. What did you think about that? Wait. Um, I thought it was cool as shit. I'd, um, I've actually played that, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago on an Expansive Insider, my members' program. Uh, we did that and we pulled it up because we were talking about Mandela, and there was a new one that came out. It was Joe Olstein, I think, and we were talking about it. anyway. So, we did play that video. I pulled it up, uh, and played it, and it was, uh, it's something that I found interesting. Now, I think it's fun. I think that uh, with things like this, you can look at it like, ah, this is bullshit, and I could fake the shit out of that, and and perhaps, and then that's kind of a choice point with anything, right? You can say, well, this is no longer magical to me. Now, let me ask you this question. Did it, did that one thing turn you off from the entire idea of a Mandela effect? Because you just you just said, just said that there's, yourself just said that there are hundreds of them. So did it turn you off completely from it, or did it just kind of give you pause on that one? Um,
2: so when when we were discussing it on one of my episodes and we didn't do a deep dive into it but i do remember is when i had sean chris on and he was debating the fact that they're not mandela effects that uh one remember. people remember things differently yeah. and and two he brought up the Bernstein bears thing and how it actually ended up being some sort of like a lawsuit thing Uh, that had to do with rights to the name. And so that there actually was both. It didn't turn me off to the fact because there's still a bunch of them that I'm like, no, I absolutely remember it this way. This is exactly the way it was. I mean, we went back and forth on the Britney Spears skirt,
0: uh, the, uh, you know, the statue What What? The microphone, Britney Spears microphone. Have you seen that? No, which one is this one? Yeah, that's a really good one. Okay. And the video where she's wearing the red suit, I don't know what video that is. Uh, the video is,
2: oops. I did it again.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Well that video, she allegedly, you know, had in our timeline, if you we're just going to say it like that, cause it's more fun. Uh, our timeline, uh, she had that microphone that she was that her signature, like hands-free mic that like went by yes, her face yes. or whatever. And around her, the back of her ear. So she could dance and shake her ass and whatever. Now, um, now if you pull that video up right now there's a spot on it number one the microphone is nowhere to be found it's not in the video at all and number two there's a spot on it people have marked this on youtube it's you could probably find it super easy and there's a spot on it where she grabs her face right here like this and does something like she's adjusting a microphone that's not fucking there (laughs) the other interesting thing is there's a barbie doll made in that exact outfit from that exact video that does have the microphone in it that you can find still this well, is the I, weird thing. Did I, I you find it?
2: Share, no, I can't share screen yet unless you have StreamYard and you can walk me through it. I'm, I don't. I just got this. Like, So this is like my fifth time using Ooh, StreamYard.
0: Oh, I bet we can figure it out. That's okay. Um, Since... Is it at the bottom in present? Look at present in the bottom there. I would think it'd be in the studio. Click present. Share screen. But that's what's crazy. And then you'll have girls that dress up like her in that outfit and that go buy a microphone, throw away like the piece that makes it technical and three hundred dollars and then just wear it as like a prop, you know, or there's like costumes that come with it as a prop. So it's just Uh, really
2: to go into my computer settings and release. some. uh, I'll have to do it another time. But that sounds like a very interesting video. Um, And I do remember her wearing the thing. And I actually didn't go back and watch the video of how it is now. And I did hear or maybe hear or see people going back and forth on Instagram, like saying, no, it was just in the videos uh, that it wasn't the videos. It was just when she was live. So I did see the argument, but I haven't watched the video. What do you think about the skirt? Was it plaid or was it black? Uh, I remember plaid. Yeah, I came from the plaid background. or Plaid reality as well.
0: Well, and, and two, you the one of the greatest tools that we have on this is, number one, that all, most of the Mandela effects, now there are some historical ones that are fascinating that I didn't know. And I was sitting here thinking, like, am I just fucking doidoid and just don't know our history, or is this, like, a Mandela effect, right? Like, did you know that Japan sent, like, 900 bombs on hot air balloons over the Pacific Ocean to just float and land on U.S. soil? And one of them did land, and I think a family of six, they were, like um, – mormons or something they were out camping and they just kind of wandered over and found it and it was a bomb that exploded and so it killed them because they were just kind of dicking with it so did you know that that happened no i didn't i know it. so this is one of them that's explained in mandela effects also the liberty being on the wrong island also there was an explosion there was actually an attack on u.s soil before pearl harbor that was considered a terrorist attack from a foreign enemy um uh, because it was a um uh, it was a corrupt, uh, like a treasonous American or whatever, but really it was another person posing as that. So, technically, foreign enemy on American soil. And it was in, I want to say, the Bronx or somewhere in New York. And basically, they exploded a munitions factory. And this was this huge thing, like the shockwave could be felt forever or whatever. But this is again, in a, sort of another Mandela effect. And they say that that's why we got into World War II, not Pearl Harbor. So, there's this interesting one, and that's in our history today. So that's really fucking interesting. Now, again, one one of the things, though, besides those, to get back to the point, is that a lot of them are pop culture. They're like shit that you can be like, oh, there was a graphic for that. And then you look up and you're like, hang on, Fruit of a Loom never had a cornucopia. Like, I totally remember that. I remember watching a show on TV in the 90s where they all dressed up like the Fruit of a Loom characters for a Halloween skit on this one show that my mom was watching. And I just happened to remember and they were all like, yeah, who's going as the cornucopia and whatever. And somebody had like designed their car like a cornucopia, like a van. And then they all kind of hopped in the back of it. And that was their, like, yeah, it they was totally creative had shit. a
2: cornucopia. Could it be, though, it. Could it be that maybe Sean Chris was right? And what they're doing is they're scrubbing this, the history yeah. and changing it. And then there's people out there that go along with it because they remember it wrong. So they're like, oh, that's how it's always been. But we were like, uh, people like us were like, no, I remember it this way. No, there was a fucking Shazam movie. Don't tell me there wasn't. I remember watching that shit at my friend, Matt Jarnigan's house.
0: I remember watching it in my basement of my aunt and uncle's house in Kansas with my cousins. And we saw that shit. I remember this. And then remember Sinbad came out not too long ago. You can find this also online of him, like on some radio interview in a radio station, talking about how Shazam was a thing and that it was real and that the government paid him to lie about it and all this shit. So, With that one video alone, and when you watch it, like if you if you only watch a soundbite of that Sinbad video and you're like excited and you're like, oh my god, yeah, he's confirming Sinbad, oh my God, and then you just stop and you run away and you go, Hey everybody, the Mandela FX Real Sinbad just recorded. If you watch that whole thing that he does, number one, he's making fun of it. Okay, it's satire completely. Number two, He talks about how like, um, you know, and even if this is like revelation of the method of this is really what happened, maybe, but also it doesn't negate what we're talking about here. And I have another point to this. He talks about how like people would have the tapes and they were all hunted down and killed to to get these tapes, you know, these fucking VHS cassette tapes of goddamn Shazam. Can you imagine such a thing dying for that and getting to the other side and being like, hang on, I got killed for what? For not returning the blockbuster
2: movie. I will die before I let you take this out of my bleeding hands.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're like blockbuster doesn't fuck around. I just stole it, you know, and it's like they haven't been open for 20 years and they came and wanted their movie back. Right. (laughs) okay so because you made it on some goddamn list uh so okay human vibration i had her on uh absolutely fascinating episode man i loved talking to her and one thing that we were talking about when we were talking about mandela effect was exactly to the idea that you're talking about now another thing that i brought up uh in that conversation just as an idea was one of the mandela effects we spoke about was uh tom cruise risky business when he slides in okay Right. And he's wearing the socks, and it's the, you know, um, Great Balls of Fire or whatever. What's that song? It's uh, Bob Seeger. Uh, yeah, I know. Old time rock and roll. Okay. Yeah. So uh, he slides in now uh, in the universe I'm from, or how do you remember Tom Cruise and Risky Business? What was he? What did he look like?
2: Uh, underwear, right? White button mm-hmm. up shirt, socks, uh, black sunglasses, and that's it, I think.
0: OK, uh, from my dimension as well uh, in this one, though, if you were to go watch this, um, then he is wearing a pink striped shirt, still has the underwear and socks, the whitey tidies and socks, no sunglasses and sort of a white and pink striped shirt, which is fucking weird. So one of the things that I'd mentioned in that uh, episode with her is I was we were talking about that perhaps this shit's planted so that people like me will go, oh, my God, there's something fucking cool going on here and run with it, right? maybe maybe it's not real at all maybe it's all planted for us to kind of go bonkers on and for it to be its own rabbit hole to go down right and to this point then you could say that okay tom cruise is back there and they go okay tom that was a great take now do one with the sunglasses and the white shirt right and now they have footage of both they do a movie where they cut it in as both then they go maybe sinbad style and kill everybody that has that version of the movie, wipe it clean, and then just have the one laying around like it was always there. But then people have a memory. And so it's like the biggest mind fuck ever. If it is the case, and that is what's going on, which actually the more we talk about it, it sounds more like like the lizard turds. You're like, oh, that is such the lizard, classic lizard turds. You know what I mean? Of course they would do something like this. Um, when I had Mike Dank on the first time, we talked about how perhaps the Bible was written by people thousands of years ago. And that the things in Revelation were just like a script that then generation after generation of whatever, aliens, lizard turds, people, secret societies have just been playing out. out. Exactly. And acting it out. So you kind of, you know. That's a they
2: must be really, really bored to want to fuck with us to the point of having Mandela effects.
0: Mm. What makes you say bored? So I love that. I love that um, perspective. Go ahead.
2: Let's see what they do when we when we throw this one at them. When we totally just mind fuck them. Let's see. Let's see how many of them get it. Let's see who who loses their mind.
0: So why bored though? So why like if if their goal ultimately right like we all think it's this big scary monster this goal is to subjugate all of us to track all of us with um social credit scores and ids and chips and um living in uh, smart cities where you own nothing and love it and this klaus schwab anal dream right like we think that that's sort of what it's all about right do you do you find that that's the energy with that um i think
2: that that definitely that there are some forces at work that are trying to make that happen absolutely i think that that's some of the goals but i also believe that there are entities and beings here that have been around more longer than we can actually fathom and have seen so many great resets uh, and civilizations come and go and they're just fucking around with us and seeing how we will respond in certain situations and then they bring about the ending of the world i mean this is just hypothetically speaking this isn't how i actually think this is just things that go through my fucking head every once in a while right
0: What I love about it is I love your perspective about that that is what's going on. I am going to offer a new one to help alchemize it, to put a more boundlessly optimistic spin on it. And that's just what I do. Okay, everything you just described describes a high school teaching staff. Think about it. Right. They are here. They're um, they they've here for generations. They're long going to outlive the people whose time they're going to experience with, which in their kids mind, let's say that that 12th grade for them, 12th grade math, whatever, uh, algebra, whatever, is like an entire lifetime from that perspective. Well, that teacher sees dozens and dozens and sometimes decades worth of lifetimes from their perspective. So they've gotten a ton of like students of new batches of people who are here to learn to move on to the next level right now this is just a simple example in 3d it's very reductive but if you scale that up then you could say that the system in place here what i when i look at the matrix what looks back at me is a system of me that is us that is here to facilitate duality and for some reason like we chose to learn in this way i think that this realm this place this thing whatever it is is a place where we experience duality so that we can learn things in such a way that we grow to be a greater, grander version of ourselves. Now, I have fun with the idea beyond that point to say that perhaps this is our training ground to where we become gods later, and then we go create after this. But we have to go through duality. We have to go through duality 101, duality 102, and like learn all of these fucking things. And maybe there's like a triality. where there's three different forces at work rather than sort of a dark light and there's like the balances keep going up and they keep getting more complex but you have to learn it at this level first you got to learn how to walk before you can run right and so spiritually speaking if this is the case and this in my mind when i look at it it's all for your greater expansion it's all for everyone it's it's not something and and so again to what you said because the energy that it was described that was presented with which i don't disagree with you know, I had a guy named Teeth Snyder on the show, which I highly recommend you get him. He's absolutely fascinating, dude. Uh, and one thing that he talked about about this place, like exactly to the analogy we're speaking about here, because he agrees, is it is like a school, and you are learning here. But some people look at that looked at school like hell. Like I thought it sucked. I mean, I was always getting in trouble. Like people, you know, fucked with me. My teachers fucked with me, as you just put. Well, people are always here to give me shit and fuck with me. That is absolutely a way to look at it. It's whenever. And and you can look at that. You can look at it the entire time you're here, and that's absolutely fine. Because when you were in Mrs. Schmidt's, you know, uh, eighth grade class, she was a cunt, dude, and she was a cunt to you the, the entire time. Now you learned a lot from her because it was experience. It was necessary to experience. But, man, like you're so glad that you don't have to take that class again. And maybe that's how you feel when you leave Earth. You're like fuck got it off the list like i don't have to do that again man Woo, barely slid that one in there i'm glad you brought that
2: up because i'm of the belief that and i'm sorry to interrupt you but i'm of the belief that um that i have been here many times before and this is my last time here yeah um I, i i totally feel that it is my last time here and i think that i chose to be in this certain time in history for my last time here for this time because there's people like uh that I mean, even probably myself uh, interacting. I'm I'm living other lifetimes probably right now. Yeah. But this one that I'm experiencing, this is going to be the last one. And so when you were asking, like, do you think that these they're trying to do this? I think that we are in a race right now. Uh, mm-hmm. good and evil both see the finish line and they're both inching. And I do think good wins, but I do feel like they are their their time is is running out very quickly. And that's why they're showing their hand. That's why we see uh pedophilia is starting to be trying to be pushed to be normalized. We're seeing all these things in in our reality in these news cycles and people just losing their fucking minds and basically worshiping Satan on the highest level like that we've ever seen. And I truly do feel that um I don't believe in traditional Christianity and I get in trouble for saying this all the time, but um there's a lot of things that I do believe about the end of days. And I believe in our creator and, and a lot of things in the Bible. Um, I just, and I've, I've said this for the past three shows, I just have an issue with the story of Jesus Christ. And hopefully somebody can come on and help me with that. Maybe Emmanuel Lewis or somebody, I know he's like a Kingman or something. Uh, Yeah. Todd. um, Yeah. He's great. Todd. Yes. So um, I forget where I was going with that, but I, and I interrupted you, but I, I do feel like, I do feel like this is, and you too, I feel like you're living your last time here as well. Oh, and I think that we're going to ascend after this, but I think that we have to go through this crazy time right now. And I feel like we chose this time for a reason.
0: See, and it's for the reason. I completely agree with everything that you said. And I just kind of want to point out the synchronicity that my wife and I talked about this the other day and we feel it's our last time too. I don't know why I feel that, uh, but I do. And so it's so like, I'm, I'm still kind of uh, blown away by that. But again, it's because, we chose this time that I would say how I view it is we get to experience this shit. If if we stick with the metaphor that this place is sort of like a school, sort of like a uh, let's say it's uh, grade levels one uh, kindergarten through 12. OK, all grade levels are represented here. You must go through all of them to graduate. So let's say that you, but let's say 12 just for numbers sake. Okay. Maybe this is like millions, who the fuck knows? Like you reincarnate here millions of times. Maybe I mean, it's millions of levels. I don't know before you beat the level called earth or Gaia or whatever. Let's just say it's 12 for simplicity's sake. And that we can say that, you know, the American system of high school kind of ends at 12 for now. And that we can just say that we can wrap our minds around that. So let's say that you've gone through all 12 grades. Okay. I think that by the time you become a senior, you, you have kindergartners running around here. Now, teachers are still running this place like a school. It still sucks. You know, there's still, and I say sucks. That's subjective, right? Suffering is a choice says Buddha. And so I completely agree with that. It's all on how you fucking look at it, man. If you fall down the stairs, you know, you can cry and get hurt. Or you could say, man, I made the down those stairs in record time, dude. Fuck. Yeah. You know, it's all about how you look at it. (laughs) right? One step forward and uh, two steps back is not setback. It's the cha-cha, you know, just fucking dance. So it's all about how you look at this shit. So if you look at this as a linear progression of like, I go through this 12 times and then I'm done. By the time you're a senior, you realize and you have patience and love and grace and compassion for the goddamn kindergartners and third graders and second graders and fourth graders running around here because you're all in the same school together and you're mature enough and emotionally mature enough to know that your role here is to set an example and to lay a path for them that they don't have to go through the same bullshit that you have a right to be energetically concerned about. You don't have to like you can release yourself from the burden of having to carry it as an energetic responsibility to wake everybody up because they're gonna figure it out. And the cool thing about this school is everybody gets the same treatment. You you get a very personalized course uh, throughout your entire time here that's very tailored for your needs it's it's so you because it's you that picked it out and you said yeah yeah i want a ufo experience here and oh yeah i want to be this girl in the 1500s and oh man i'll learn so much if i do this and then when i reincarnate over here as a world war ii pilot man that skill will come in handy because then i'll be able to apply it and think about like how magical that is if you want to look at it and feed it feed the beast of fear by saying that you're stuck here and there's a prison planet and all that shit then yeah yeah that's an option too you suffer your way through from kindergarten to 12th grade you're still going to graduate but you went kicking and screaming the whole goddamn time perhaps by the time you get to like these grade levels you get to see a lot more magic in it man you get to play with it more you get rather than like senioritis saying fuck i can't wait to get out of here you you kind of say man i'm gonna enjoy this because this is my last time here like i've You know, I've got a lot of cool shit that I'm going to do. Like, I am i got to smoke all the fucking weed I can. I got to bang as much as I can. Like, I'm maybe not going to have this penis. It's somehow getting (laughs) thicker Uh, on the other side. I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's, it's really meant to be lived. And I think that that's a real important thing here. And so the idea of, like, being responsible for other people's karma and trying to tell the kindergartners what to expect in sixth grade. And then being frustrated that they don't understand what the fuck you're talking about because they are in kindergarten, man. They haven't even been to first grade yet. You're talking about sixth, and that's only halfway to where you are. You should be, from my perspective, and this is no judgment, by the time you get to 12th grade, and this is your last time here, you should be mature enough to know that arguing with people that are in first grade is like it's the old thing like never argue with a fool because people watching may not know the difference. Like they're not going to know which one's the first grader. If you're sitting there arguing with someone, would you have the mental fortitude, the emotional intelligence and the wisdom to know that you can't communicate with them on that level because you couldn't be communicated to on that level when you were there? And we all can experience this. Like I was in the 3D hard until I was 18, man. I had no fucking clue anything existed. And I drank that and I was yes. And I just, I was checked out, man and then you go into the fourth dimension or whatever, you kind of graduate a grade just, and this is just within this lifetime. So think about how many like level ups you do within each lifetime. And then perhaps you span this out again with our analogy over a school period to where you have 12 grades of this shit and you know, our infinite number, who knows this idea to me though, you can alchemize cause you can alchemize anything. So yes, you can just like school choose to fucking hate it and kick and scream through it. And you're like, Oh fuck this. And you know, smoke in the bathroom and shit. And that's fine. Like do that. But you're still going to get through it and you're still going to get your diploma and you're going to keep coming here until you do. And so, you know, I've just simply chosen this time around. I don't know if I've been like this in every life, but in this one, I'm fucking having fun, man. It's not dire. I'm having a great time. I'm skipping class. I'm going to lunch. Like, I just, I'm (laughs) hanging out, dude. It's chill. Well, kudos to you, man. It's really
2: hard for me still. And maybe uh, I'm still leveling up. Definitely. I think that you are. A couple levels ahead of me, definitely. That's why I listen to your uh, jujitsu training class that beats me up, you know. But um, what
0: I don't—I'm going to say I don't yeah, find I, this hierarchical. I, I—if you and I are speaking right now, we are a mirror to each other. We are an identical vibrational match, and that I truly believe. Like I'm not here as a courtesy. I'm here because I'm fucking like hanging out with you, dude. You're a buddy. We are equal in this. I'm at no level higher than anyone else. I'm just presenting right. shit like in a way. Like, let's say like you watched a movie, you know, um, you watch like maybe I just watched a movie and can explain it in a different way than you. That's it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what
2: I, You, you are able to apply things, uh, and articulate them, which, uh, I, I haven't accomplished yet. Um, however I'm, I'm working on it, but, um, so you were just talking about, you can't wake everybody up. Well, that was kind of why I started the show because I was, I wanted to wake people up. I mean, before Q, before Instagram, and before my podcast, before all this, I was – before COVID, I was the crazy conspiracy guy that <clears throat> that was screaming at the top of my lungs that nobody was listening to. Like, oh, that crazy guy. You know, the guy that thinks that the world's flat and that the government's going to put us all in concentration camps. That weirdo.
0: Uh, they might be, and it probably is. Yeah.
2: So um, – but up until recently, um, I really cared about trying to wake people up. Um, I don't care anymore. And I find myself – not getting not engaging in arguing with people like especially when it comes to flat earth because first off i don't know if you've read the bottom of the screen at all this whole time but as much as i talk about flat earth i believe that that's just a starting point for people to uh be aware of what our reality is it's just a starting point and so when i talk about flat earth for some reason that is a trigger to a lot of people even truthers and they will start getting so mad and they they will uh, start name calling and every even today I just had to block somebody um, from posting comments because they would resort to name calling um, I don't try to wake those people up and actually I won't even engage in conversation with them because I don't care whether or not they believe we live on a spinning globe I don't care it is I'm not going to lose any sleep to about it. So I don't engage anymore. If people want to wake up and they're asking legitimate questions and they want to know things, then absolutely I'll be a resource for you. I'll point you in the right direction. I'll send you some videos to watch. And then when you have a co- uh, hundred more questions than you did answers, I'll be the person that you can come to. But uh, as far as like me reaching out and searching out people to try and awaken, I think that I'm past that point for sure. Like I'm just out here speaking my truth. And if people want to listen to it, then it doesn't cost anything
0: mm-hmm that's it man that's like my favorite saying in spanish puerta te bien canada te cuesta and it just means like being nice doesn't cost anything like being good being not a piece of shit doesn't cost anything and so you know what it did cost you because it i i empathize with this completely because i i'm pretty sure we touched on this but i fought that good fight for like fucking 15 years man i paul revered like crazy i was like, oh you gotta wake up i was annoying uh i was unpleasant to be around and that's one of the versions of me i would not have hung out with at this point and it's one of these things to where like um, it was necessary, though, to go through because, again, you have to fucking experience that, man. You, you've you got to go through this to really know you have to know what you're not to know what you are. And I really do think that that's what the duality of this place is all about. Like, that's why it's built into the system. It's so pervasive. and so obvious everywhere. Like, everyone can talk about duality, like what how it exists here in extremes. So. If you look at it like this, you say, "Okay, well, if if that's the way that it's governed, then I'll just like not participate in the part of duality that makes me feel like shit. And that's like really all it's about. It's one of the. I guess, laziest and like most self-serving things you can do. But if you if you want to look at it like that, but in the in the real grand scheme of everything, if you're on a self-healing journey so that you can be of service to others, you have got to heal yourself before you can heal anyone else. And so you do this selfish go within and you need that time. And during that time, people are going to fall off. Your family is going to think you're fucking crazy. And that's fine. It's not for them. You have a greater mission and purpose here. And if nothing else, you could sleep at night. You know what I mean? Because you're doing your thing in a constructive way. You know, but you went within. You didn't just yell in a crowd of a bunch of people that are yelling a bunch of different things and nothing gets solved. It's very fucking necessary that it exists. Like, I can't overemphasize how grateful I am to be a part of the alternative media community, how grateful I am that there are people screaming at people that chemtrails are happening, that frogs are going to be gay and shit. Like, you need that. You you have to have that extreme approach to it to really shake that skin of 3D off of people, to really drag them out of it, to shake them up out of it. They've got to be... Slapped with a shockwave to blast that thing off initially. And it has to crack that suit so much, just a little bit to where a little bit of light pokes in. Well, and then they poke out from the outside like an egg.
2: That's why my name is Catalyst Jones, because I want to be the spark that gets people thinking differently.
0: That's it, man. That's it. Just you know, be that, you know, and you are that. So I'm I'm just very proud of you on your journey, man. And that's it. And the more love and grace you can bring to it is what's going to separate you from everybody else. Cause there are a lot of people that, you know, and rightfully so, like nobody wants kids to get molested. Like nobody wants fucked up shit to happen. Like people don't like seeing this. And I hate seeing that everyone's getting lied to constantly, but there is a point in your spiritual understanding where you are going to reach a choice point to where you get to an understanding that if we're all one and you've subscribed to this idea for a little bit, you followed it down a lot of paths. And then you get to the point to where you're like, okay, so I'm everything I'm everything. So the things that are here that I don't like are me. Married with, oh yeah, I remember like five years ago, I talked about or learned about ancestor healing trauma. And then now bringing that up from the back here. Thank you, Thought Ninja, for bringing that over. Uh, you know, uh, the I just had this guy on about quantum physics and he's talking about quantum entanglement and how all matter is just quantum entangled and then there is no time and then it's an illusion. So what affects one particle that is entangled will affect the other in an equal and opposite direction so then you say well if i can't understand the concept at a level that i'm connected to every fucking thing at least i can understand that i'm i'm connected to every version or expression of myself in every moment of time in this experience so you can then say from the time that i shot out of my mom's vagina until now I've experienced a certain set of things and I've been if you added up the moments in seconds, I don't know what that shitty rent song is, but if you sing that over the amount of seconds that you've been alive in that amount of time, there are slices of you that have traversed this place. If you just kind of hit pause on all the versions of you that go back, if you are all connected to that, and this is goddamn science, man, people won Nobel Prize on this just recently. If you're all connected to that, because you are, because it it is you, the only thing that's different is you're not perceiving it that way because time occurs in this school and you need time to affect duration. You need duration to affect change so that you can have an experience. You're like, got it, I can wrap my mind around all that. So when you zoom out again, you say I'm quantum entangled to everything. Everything has an equal and opposite spin. I know a little bit about this ancestor healing and just a quick version of it is basically you take something that happened in your past and you heal it from your current understanding of now. What that does on a scientific level, again, if you just kind of explain this, there's no papers on this. This will be a goddamn TED talk. Don't worry about it. I'm working on it. (laughs) Then what you can do is, is that you can say that the, the spin that I'm on now from when I was a kid and I... Something happened that was traumatic that set me on a trajectory that made me who I am now. But now the me that I am now, because I had that experience as a kid, is better and and stronger and more aware and grateful. So I can go visit myself as a child that that happened to and comfort it and say, you know what, here's maybe another way that this can be approached and be there for your past self, your little self that's crying. Be there for that version of you that nobody else was in any situation that you feel is necessary. Now, when you do this, an equal and opposite reaction happens because of goddamn quantum physics. You have now changed the energy of that moment that has snapped back to your now moment as if it never happened, or at least it didn't create the spike in your mind, in your psyche, in that extreme state. And you were comforted in a way that was comforting that you only you know how to comfort yourself at that age, that little boy, that little girl, whatever. So when you do this, scientifically goddamn scientifically you change you now so if you look at it like this and you can say just on my level if I can just wrap my mind around all that then thing, things that this dude just said then look at it on a global scale so scale it back one more level and you know, I love doing this look at the layers zoom out hang on So if you, please you uh
2: we don't use that that g word here man
0: what did I say
2: you said he said glow.
0: <laughs> 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 and I like that you censored yourself, so I couldn't hear it. So I'm still in the dark until <laughs> I could read your lips. That's brilliant. Okay, my apologies. Do this on a collective realm level with all of the entities and self-expression of self. <laughs> it was so great. Thank you for that. Do this. Do this with the self-expression that we have here on all levels. And then you can say everything hears me so therefore everything can be healed if i heal it now this is the fucking game changer okay this is where you say and i've been doing this for months dude everyone is on their fucking highest timeline everyone i now reinterpret the way that i present things that would have con- like a uh, mother-in-law shit like uh, my wife goes oh my mother-in-law did this i would get this eye roll reaction of course she did and oh my god now this and whatever doesn't happen anytime i hear what highest timeline. Awesome. I'm grateful for it. somebody cuts me off in traffic. There's never I haven't done this in years. Fuck off, motherfucker, whatever. It's dude. I wish you consciousness. You're on your highest fucking timeline. And I've really been meditating and manifesting this. If I have noticed in my home, my wife has fucking changed, man. Things change because you have the intent to change it. And to a deep fucking level, if you want to zoom out again, might as well. We're already out here. Then it's all you. It's all facilitated by you. And so you as a 12th grader know what the kindergartner's teacher is doing. You can see this shit. They'll wink at you through the door as they start a riot in a city and let the little kids just burn shit down because it's necessary for their development, okay? Let them blow off a little bit of steam. Now, us in the 12th grade know that it's not for us. And of course, they're being fucking shitheads. We know that, but that's how they learn. And yeah, man, it fucks our shit up. And the people that are affected by it, maybe they're in the sixth grade. And maybe those people need to learn something about humility and respect and whatever. I mean, patience. And obviously, you get your shit fucking torched or whatever. It's it's never welcome. But again, it all happens in this plane. It all happens in this reality. Like attracts like. There is a teacher for every lesson that needs to be learned. And this is just a place that's teaching you shit constantly. I really do look at it like this. It has absolutely set me free. Highly recommend if anybody wants to play with it to try it out.
2: Definitely. Brother, you always blow my mind and i'm i'm so thankful that you enjoy talking to me as much as i enjoy talking to you and that you get to come on white rabbit and we have these discussions because the name of your show is so dead on perfect because when you listen to your show you are in in self expanding reality and you've helped me you're just talking about the highest timeline you didn't just mention it but you have mentioned it in some of your shows when you walk through a doorway when you walk through that doorway, say, "I'm entering my highest timeline," and when I when I remember, I don't do it all the time, but okay. when I remember, I will say that. You know, I get out of the shower and I'm starting my day, and I walk out of the bathroom. I'm entering my highest timeline, and it mm. kind of sets the tone for the day, right? And I love it. So you, you give out a lot of tools that I fucking use. I definitely recommend uh, people go listen to your show. Is there anything that you want to say before we jump out of here?
0: Yeah, thank, uh, first of all, thank you. And of course, dude, this is just a hang and a blast. I always love this. I really get to open up with you for reason, you facilitate just an awesome experience here where we just go you you ask wonderful questions, you can really go with it. And I just I really appreciate this. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, I would say that also to add to the portal thing I heard the other day, and I think I shared the video on it, uh, use it as a smile cue. Every time you walk through a threshold smile every fucking time so when you're walking into the doctor's office smile when you're walking into the store smile every threshold smile and it's this cue because you can think about it from the person sitting in the chair a bunch of people have walked in that doc- doctor's office um that have been you know bummed out you know and of course you're not feeling well whatever but somebody walks in that's got a smile on their face. There's a different energy that just lit up that fucking room. You know what I mean? And so even that, though, so, so now you have two things to look forward to every time you go take a shit or walk through a door in any capacity. <laughs> yes. right? Go out back, whatever. OK, one thing I do want to leave with you is something that's changed that I've changed in my personal practice uh, that has absolutely it has changed me so fucking much that I highly recommend this. It's a simple morning routine. I'm going to lay it out real quick. Uh, in first and foremost, don't pick up your phone for the first hour that you wake up. I know this one's going to be hard. I understand. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to run through these real fast. Just listen back to it and write them down or whatever. So what I'm doing in the morning to replace that time is uh, my age and pushups. Whatever that is, no matter what workout I've got going on, uh, my age and pushups every day at some point. If you're banging out in the morning, you can already feel accomplished. Um, again, no phone for the first hour. Uh, Journaling practice. That's very important. There's uh, some journal things that I do. It's four of them that I'll give you. Um, Number one on the left side of the page, there it is. On the left side of the page, one of them that I do is I start with three different things on the left side. And on the right side, I write my day or my thoughts or whatever. So on the left side, three practices that I incorporate every single morning. The very top one is something called the daily design method. Now, I did not come up with this, but I absolutely love it and cannot wait to share it with you guys. Okay. So it's four questions that you ask yourself every single day when you wake up. How do I want to feel today? Who do I want to be today? What do I want to give today? And what do I want to receive today? Answer those four questions every morning. Underneath that, an affirmation or a mantra, anything you want. Um, I'll give you a great one that I've been working with. Um, Fear keeps me from getting what I want uh, I release fear in any emotion connected to its vibration. I am meant for rapid positive progression. So write that bitch underneath that. There's your mantra for the day. And underneath that on the left side, still the third column, um, third section, gratitude, uh, just gratitude, everything, the shoes on your feet, the air that you breathe, the face on your face, like fucking anything. Right. And uh, the left, uh, right side, again, that um, another thing, read 10 pages. Like um, these are just things that have absolutely changed my life. Now, the type of content you read in the morning is very important. But again, this gets you off of social media. This really calibrates your vibe for the day I have found. And so I wanted to pass just those on. I know that was a lot and really quick, but I know we're wrapping it up. So no, there actually, you go, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to
2: go back and re-listen to that part and actually write down everything that you just said. And I'm going to put it to practice. Here, here, here. And in a couple of weeks, brother, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know how it's been panning out for me.
0: Definitely. I'm going to show you this real quick. This is my journal. Uh, this is it right here. Okay, so this is the layout that I do. Um, It won't be any kind of pause screen, whatever, but that's kind of the layout, okay? So it's got the three sections, daily design, mantra, gratitude, and then um, diary right there, okay? Love it. Now, yeah, so um, it's just three little, uh, four little things that I do. It's changed everything, uh, 10 pages in the morning. I've been rereading The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I always read more than 10 pages, but it's a great way to just, like I said, calibrate your frequency in the morning Get right after it um, and get to it. You guys, I uh, believe in everybody. We're all the same here. If you're listening to this, uh, it's because you were meant to and we're on, the, we're on the level together. So thank you all for listening and hanging out. And again, Senor Jones, thank you.
2: Dude, fuck yeah, Brandon. I, I love it. I, every time you come on, uh, I hope that we get to do this a bunch more times. But with that being said, man, I am sad to see you go like it.
1: You take
2: <laughs>
0: Did we get through all of those by the way? Because I know that you pull those ahead of time and you want to make sure that you set those up and get through them. Are there any that we have left over? No, man, that
2: was the I actually pulled that, I edited it, I faded it in and out strictly for this show.
0: <laughs> so awesome! So just this awesome. it's the care and attention to detail and i know that that's not easy guys that takes a lot more time than you just heard to experience it trust me about 15 times as much time as it takes to create that than it does to enjoy it so thank yeah. you for that man it meant it means a lot you always r- roll the red carpet out anytime you fucking call man i'll be there so thank you again
2: I appreciate that, brother. Hey, um, if you want to go ahead and jump off, feel free to. I am going to end this song or end this episode with uh, Chris Webby, and I wanted to bring this song on because, guys, as you know, I am trying to get Chris Webby to come on the show. So I am asking you guys, as my friends, as my family, fellow truthers and conspiracy junkies, help me and spam Chris Webby's account because he does not check his uh, his messages uh, from if he if he doesn't follow you back so let's blow his messages up blow up his page comment on his shit at white rabbit let's get his attention and get him on the show and here is this woke ass cool ass white rapper my favorite guys i'm going to end it with this
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Webby. 2022 another year of this fucking bullshit huh (sighs) all right I'll smack you right about the metaverse So hit the dirt when I get to work Try to wrap your mind around it and your head'll burst Got them cell block bars, we in Leavenworth Come in and conquer the game, God I'm on red alert Living through this hell on earth that we call reality As we've come accustomed to these fucking abnormalities Mandates and laws and having a fucking mask on me No one thinking rationally, they lost their capacity And as a free thinker, I'm inevitably labeled a danger as they questioning my efficacy I'm just here to say whatever I see Stirring up a little vaccine hesitancy Because celibacy's Just the way that I think, cause I don't give a fuck There ain't no gender fluidity With my dick and nuts, no, not to say that That's a problem, cause it isn't, but Don't we have some more important issues to be bringing up? I don't know, coming together against A common foe, instead of knocking each other Down like we playing dominoes, world Economic forum, shit, those fuckers gotta go And fuck big pharma, but I like some of Their products though, I guess we're all just Hypocrites, at least a little bit, even if It's something that y'all rarely ever will admit, but can we throw some self-awareness on the syllabus and hold ourselves accountable (laughs) while y'all consider it? I'll call myself out right now and do it gladly. Y'all they'll never vax me while I snort a 30-milli Addy in a Sandy. So get at me. Say I contradict my own beliefs. Yeah, exactly. We all say stuff that conflicts what we do. You can say that I suck. Guess what? So do you. There ain't a perfect person that anyone's ever knew. So I'll point this loaded gun at your point of view. How about the kids these days? Always hold those phones like i'm not level 39 on pokemon go i'm a hypocrite so let me say it again type to smoke a couple bogeys on the way to the gym yeah i live like a heathen got someone i don't really believe in but ask for his help when i got a reason put up 50 grand last year to protect the animals in an african region but i'm not a vegan sorry i love a good burger don't blame me even climate change can't change me 2022 new year same me same motherfucking gang baby adhd keep the flow fresh while the critics take apart every single word that don't align with what they say is art Fuck a music chart my music already made a mark i'm megalodon y'all do the do, baby shark so pull them up go and show my stats all these years that i've been grinding till i broke my back my words spark reaction yeah. Shout out to No Life Shack Haters chirp and I don't write back I'ma take over the map Connecticut to Iraq Shit I'm running for the office Of presidency of rap Kissing babies Shaking hands Like a Nintendo Rumble pack Fuck the competition Never cut them slack em. Yeah I cook them up Like Artie buco And serve them with prosciutto Pushing all the snakes Out my circle I keep it sumo Do not come around If your deficiencies Immuno you know. I'm <clears throat> The sickest motherfucker You know Playing every card In my hand Till I'm yelling uno Not a source the news, but all I say is truth though, let's go Brandon! yell it from the roof yo, shout to my Canadian fans, but fuck Trudeau, I'm Cujo, and you can never tie me on a leash, I'm that shadow band bandit, they can't silence what I speak, fuck a tyrant, I'm a beast, I'm a giant, hit the sirens when I slide up on the beats, then like ivy on the trees, see them numbers growing up and all without a deal, living proof that they gonna always be a market for the real, motherfuck the algorithms trying to target how you feel, fuck your partisan arguments, I'm the hardest on the field, then I hit another 3, points. Pointer from the half court, nothing but some net. I don't even hit the backboard. Rap game's vet. Here to give them what they ask for. Till I get whacked by a CIA task force. Cause they know the way I flip on wax and kill all rappers. Yeah, I never miss on that. Wednesday before last, but we still on track. It's twenty twenty-two, bitch. Webby Wednesday's back.
2: Keep digging down those rabbit holes.